Welcome to the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, one of the most significant values we provide our clients is leveraging our experience helping hundreds successfully navigate through life's transitions. On this podcast, our advisor team explores some of the questions we get every day from our clients. We share some insights on financial topics, and we interview some fantastic professionals from our vast network. Our hope is that you leave with some food for thought and some good ideas to consider. Thank you for joining us. We'd like to thank everyone for joining us on today's episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. I'm Jason Gabrielli, and on today's episode, I am joined by Kevin Davis from Spotlight Energy Solutions. What's up, Kevin? What's up, everyone? What's up, Jay? I'm so happy you're here. I know I've been looking forward to this. Solar is one of those things. Energy in general, it feels like, is just something that is on everybody's mind. And to think about, you know, we're going to have somebody in here who's an expert. So tell us a little bit about your company and what makes you an expert. Sure. Yeah. Spotlight Energy Solutions originally was my parents' business 34 years ago. They got into the electrical trade, my father being the licensed electrician. And historically, they've only done traditional electrical services. So anything old work, custom in your house, they can rewire, custom fit out, whatever you want to do. And then my brother and I joined the business years ago. And at that time, we kind of recognized that we have an obligation to kind of keep up with what our industry has to offer as far as the technology is concerned. It's rapidly progressing, especially in the clean energy direction. So at that point in time, we were like, okay, we need to make a push in the clean energy direction with our services, right? So that's at that point, we got into solar, electric vehicles, although it's really hitting its stride now. We wanted to learn about the product back in the day. So we're prepared for when that did hit, we're prepared for it and ready to install, which we're doing a crazy amount of electric vehicle installations. Well, tell me a little bit about that. Like I remember first hearing about solar probably 10 years ago, maybe more, but it was one of those things where it didn't make sense for everybody. There was a lot of misnomers maybe. So tell us a little bit about where solar was then and where it is now. Right. So solar is an interesting game because it's dependent on what legislation's in place at the time and what incentives are in place at the time, right? So really back in the day, it was, it was about 15 years ago in New Jersey when solar really started taking off. And that was because New Jersey passed this legislation that gave consumers who wanted to install solar an incentive, right? And that allowed people to really conceptualize, okay, solar may be a cool thing to install now. I mean, the technology has been around for decades and decades and decades, but finally it needs to make financial sense for people to do it, you know, ultimately. So 15 years ago, they installed what's called the SREC program. And that was at the state level. And that gave people a, a certain amount of proceeds for the amount of production that their solar system was able to produce on a yearly basis. So that kind of opened up avenues for companies to start opening up, installing solar just because there was a higher demand for it at the time. So that, again, it's all dependent on what's in place at the time. Thankfully, New Jersey has a great program in place right now. But, you know, sometimes tapers off, too, when legislation or or laws change or new programs become put in place. So, yeah, it kind of has been a roller coaster ride for New Jersey over the last 15 years. But I think New Jersey is in a really good spot right now. I think our world's in a really good spot right now. I think more so than ever, we're very, very environmentally conscious Obviously, you know, on a global scale, the Paris Agreement with all these countries coming together and having a, a common goal to really reduce the carbon emissions in, in our world, which is very cool. I certainly align with that mantra and our company does, right? You know, there's always a greater good to what we do. 
on a daily basis. If we don't have a greater good or a common goal together, you know, what are we doing? What are we working for? So I think our company has that goal to kind of do our part and do things right way, educate people the right way. So they're feeling the most comfortable getting into a large financial commitment like yeah. installing a solar system on your roof, right? So that's what we pride ourselves on. Well, we have a lot in common then, right? So yeah, our exactly, mission, you yeah. probably saw when you walked in the door here, is to educate and empower our clients to make wise financial decisions. And that's a lot of what we do on the podcast here. We like to talk about things that we know our clients are thinking about or, or people are thinking about with regards to their financial life. And solar is certainly a big one, both from a financial commitment perspective, but also from a financial savings sure. perspective. And so- I know you'd mentioned when we did our pre-interview, there was some shady business going on in the solar business for a while, you know, and now things have changed. So why don't you give us a little bit of what people might've seen that yeah. might scare them away? So, you know, there's always horror stories. And, and honestly, it's not only the solar industry. Oh. I, honestly, it's the construction industry in general, no matter what trade you're talking about. I think it's it's important for consumers to do their due diligence on the companies they're talking to, who's the most reputable, who has the most positive feedback. And shady business goes on in any trade that you're talking about. But in particular, if we're talking about solar, you know, it's all about customer service at the end of the day. And I think a lot of solar companies back in the day had more so dollars in the eyes than taking care of their customers. And and I think back in the heyday too, a lot was still being figured out. How these things or these solar panels were being installed, what racking system was, was the most efficient, what prohibited the most leakage through roofs. So I think like working through those hurdles when it first started taking off New Jersey, a lot of companies didn't mitigate those or alleviate those problems the best that they should have, which led to a lot of ill will with them and their clients. And then which leads to horror stories with neighbors talking about how horrible their system is to their other neighbor and and then, you know, discouraging people from wanting to go solar. So, so the important thing that we pride ourselves on is structuring our deals to offer an array of warranties, right? Just to give people the comfort that is, if anything happens, we're got their back, they're taken care of as far as us coming to repair it, them not being on the hook financially for those repairs, and then just being there for people, answering the phones, providing the best customer support. Well, being there can. for 34 yeah. years, that's yeah, I mean, that, deal, right? that, that, That's more than a lot of companies that, could say. That doesn't happen by accident. We take pride in customer service. So that's kind of where a lot of companies lag. Awesome. Well, when we talk about financial commitment and financial savings and what's out there, what tends to happen is there's quite a few different options, the way I understand it, right, for adding solar to your home or to your business. So why don't you help us understand a little bit about what those options are, what the pluses and minuses are like? Sure. Yeah. There's mainly three options. Okay. And right now, our company is actually really only pushing one just because of the the financial incentives that are in place right now. So again, your best options are dependent on the incentives in place, but- That's good to uh, know. Could so, change, right? Yeah, exactly. So just to give you an overview. So the three options are one, purchase your system, right? That's taking out a loan or coming out of pocket to purchase a system and you own your system on your roof, right? It's plain and simple. You own the system, you own the production, Okay. Number two and three are very similar. Number two is leasing a system. Number three is what's called a power purchase agreement. Okay. So both of those options, they don't actually require any money out of pocket for you or any loan. So it's one of those things that looks on the surface like it might be exactly. attractive. So, so right? what it is, is really it's, it's you agreeing for an installer to use your roof and they're going to install a solar system on your roof. And the leases, you're just going to pay a fixed price per month for that solar system to be on your roof. 
there's obviously you know savings involved in that, but it, very minimal savings. And then a power purchase agreement is your system's going to produce, again, you're agreeing to allow them to use your roof. Your solar system is going to produce XYZ amount of energy per year, and you're going to buy that energy from the installer who owns that energy at a discount. That's on your rate. house. Yeah. So right now, we only represent the purchase. It makes sense to do the purchase if you are credit worthy and, and are able to borrow a loan from a financial partner of ours or or pay for it out of pocket. Can you tell us a little bit about how that works from, like I said, a, you know, a financial consideration and also you know, a savings consideration? How does that work? Sure. You mean the purchase? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the way we structure our deals is we have financial partners that are financing these projects at 100%. So that's the first promise that we make to people is you don't need a single dollar out of your own pocket for this solar system to be installed on your roof, which is pretty crazy. You know, I think we have a title for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you can say yes to solar and don't worry about digging into your bank account at that moment in time to, to get it installed on your roof. So we finance it at 100%. And then kind of the progression of what happens from there is we go through a few hurdles of approvals that we need to get from the utility company, the township, obviously, you know, they got to make sure everything's kosher. We're doing everything to code. And once we get those approvals, then we install the system. And then you are entitled to a few different incentives in New Jersey right now and on the federal level. So the first incentive is what's called the federal investment tax credit. This is at the federal level that the IRS actually allows you to, next time you file your taxes after the solar system is installed, you can receive a 26% credit on the total value of the project cost. Even if it's financed? Even if it's financed. Wow. Yes. So when people are financing it, they really make out because no money out of pocket. You're getting 26% back instantly within the year. And then, you know, with some of our clients who even say like, I want to pay for this out of pocket, we actually say, wait, hold on for a second. Let's, let's finance it at first for at least the first year. Correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't matter to you guys. You guys do get it. Doesn't credit. matter to us. Yeah, we get money one way or another to install this system. But what we advise people when they say, "I really don't want to take out a loan. I think I want to pay for this out of pocket," we say, "That's great. That's fine. But let's think about this for a second. Let's finance it for the first year at 100. percent Let's wait till you get that investment tax credit back, and then let's use your money. Instead of using 100 percent of your money now, let's use 74 percent of your money a year from now. Right? This solar thing doesn't work out, Kevin. You know what I mean? Come work for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep that in the back of my yeah, mind. Yeah, that's right. You got the cup already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm making sure the logo's facing <laughs> out. Ah, nice work. Nice work. <laughs> so when we think about how that works, you know, on the flip side, you know, you mentioned that there's there's this tax credit. Well, and you mentioned two other programs. Yeah. So you're entitled to the investment tax credit, first and foremost. The second thing is in New Jersey right now. So it's at the local and state level. It's called the New Jersey T-REC program. So and I think it's important to just back up for a second before explaining this and talk about what used to be. So historically, 15 years ago, New Jersey instilled the and New Jersey SREC program. So I've heard the term. So the, yeah, the SREC program was Solar Renewable Energy Certificate Program. What that was is your system's going to produce a certain amount of energy every single year. And every 1,000 kilowatt hours that your system produced – the state of New Jersey was giving you a REC or a renewable energy certificate. And that REC had a monetary value to it. It was a tradable asset, but the caveat there was the value was not fixed. The value rose and fell with the demands of the market. 
So it made it a little bit more insecure for financial institutions to lend on it, right? They didn't know what they were lending on because, yeah, yeah, because, you know, it was very volatile and it could have been $300, you know, today and $50 tomorrow. That didn't sit well with them. And then it didn't sit well with the consumer. They didn't know what they were getting themselves into as far as purchasing and owning and then owning an asset that didn't have a guaranteed price to it. Right. So now they changed it. It sounds like. Yep. So now just recently within the last year, they changed it to the New Jersey TREC program. The T stands for transition. So it's transition renewable energy certificate. It's a transition program, obviously. And, and what it's transitioning to and when we have no idea. In true state fashion. Uh, yeah, that, that, that succeeding program is the big question mark. But the TREC program now, the difference between the ASREC and the TREC program is now these RECs are fixed and factorized. So what that means is fixed means the price stays constant throughout the 15 years that you're entitled to receiving these proceeds. And then factorized meaning, depending on what type of property, there's a different value. So right now, commercially, the TREC is $152. And then residentially, it's uh, about $91 and change. So from a financial perspective, help us understand, obviously, most people understand, I'm going to get power from the system, especially if I own it. But then these go on top of that? This is like yeah, an extra payment? Correct. So this is really in place to, to help mitigate costs, right? Because you know, if you're still financing it at 100%, you still have an obligation. So the obligation is now not towards your utility company, it's towards yourself in equity. I mean, it's still a payment, right? So but you're adding value to your house, right? Exactly. So you're increasing the value of your house, you no longer have an electric bill. And so now these T-Rex are here to supplement proceeds to help mitigate the costs of your obligation to a lender, right? So kind of just breaking it down to the most simplistic way financially. So you would pay yourself in a loan payment and then these T-Rex would then be dispersed into your account on a monthly basis. So if you take the value of the payments to the lender minus the T-Rex proceeds, you're going to be in a cash savings position that's going to be way less than what you would be paying to your utility company. So, And at the end of the day, you own a system. Exactly. And it increases the value of your home. So it sounds like we have that federal tax program. We have this T-REC program that used to be S-REC. And then what's that third? The third thing is is simply just energy avoidance, right? So our goal, whenever we design a system is to put enough panels on your roof where we're offsetting your past year's electric use at 100%, right? So the goal is to eliminate that electric bill, replace paying a utility company with paying yourself in equity. And then obviously you get your T-REC proceeds on top of that. So if you take into consideration the ITC, the T-REC program, and then energy avoidance where you're no longer paying a utility company, you're in a much better cash savings position than when you were with paying the utility company, what we call the cost of doing nothing, right? Uh, if you did like nothing, that. this is- that. You're, Yeah. The cost of doing I nothing is paying the- <laughs> is paying the utility company. And something to mention too, when we're talking about paying the utility company, these utility companies have legally have the right to increase your rates 3% every year. I was going to ask you about that because people don't think about these other things that go into what's the benefit maybe. of And and they have the right to increase the 3% every year. And no matter what they increase it, I think either PSCNG or Atlantic City Electric went up four and a half percent last year, but legally they can go up three. And and whatever they go up, you're paying. Sure. <laughs> you know, I, I always ask it's people- like you drop that. I always ask people, why did you choose PSE&G? And they were like, there's something. I'm like, yeah, you didn't because you had no choice when you bought this house. You're now buying energy from them, whatever. They dictate that you're going to pay, you're paying it. You know, you need electricity. Yeah. And when we had our pre-interview, we talked a little bit about this towards the end. And I did want to make sure we mentioned that, you know, so many people, I know I did just get hung up on the the value of solar from a financial perspective. How much does it 
quote unquote cost me? How much am I going to get back? What's the dollars and cents? But you brought up some interesting ancillary benefits of having your own power supply, stuff we don't always think about. But there's been some recent happenings in the news that would explain why you'd want to have your own. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, more so than ever, we're, we're reliant on our electrical grids, right? So everything's becoming electrified. Look at, for example, electric vehicles, right? Uh, Yeah, the the auto industry is rapidly moving in that direction. So now more so than ever, we we need to rely on our power more. And like you said, you know, things in current events that's happening, the pipeline shut down and cyber terrorism is a very sensitive issue. And what happened in Texas a couple months ago? I mean, it was yeah, totally the Texas freeze out. So having solar definitely adds an ancillary benefit that you can now become one step closer to becoming independent from the grid and be able to, you know, in the event that anything shuts down, your solar panels in conjunction with lithium backup battery, which we are also able to install, you're now completely independent from the you read my yeah, mind. Yeah. That was going to be my next question is, you know, let's assume doomsday scenario, you know, yeah. just for fun here. Yeah. If somebody was cut off from the grid or, or all of a sudden degenerate like Texas was out for weeks, they could run day and night on their system if they have one of these batteries as well? Yeah. yeah. So that, how it would work is that your solar panels would not only offset your energy, but they're charging these lithium batteries and these batteries are harnessing Makes energy. Sense. So really what happens is if the grid goes down, your lithium batteries will kick on. You'll use the energy that these batteries have harnessed and then whenever they run out, the sun comes back up. You're recharging the batteries with your solar panels. So, you know, as long as the sun comes up, you're good to go. If the sun doesn't come up, I think we got bigger we problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We don't worry about charging yeah. our Tesla yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ammunition and food. Yeah. Those yeah. Would be yeah. The yeah. Exactly. Well, I really appreciate you coming in, Kevin. We had a great conversation. I learned a lot, certainly. Tell us a little bit about how people can get in touch with you if they want to find out more. Sure. Yeah. You can call our office at Spotly Energy Solutions. Our number is 856-429-3339. Likely myself, my brother, my mother will answer. We're working nonstop. You know, we're, we're always here for our customers. You know, we, we work long hours. So if you guys ever have any questions, feel free to call us. We're here to support you, answer any questions, handhold you through the process, just make you feel the most comfortable with whatever service you need help with. Well, thanks so much, Kevin. And thank you all for listening to this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. If you're not a subscriber, please make sure you hit that subscribe button on Spotify or iTunes. And if you have any topics you'd like for us to cover in the podcast, make sure you shoot me an email at jgabrielli at hfmadvisors.com. Thank you. Jay, thanks so much, man. This is fun. My pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, our mission is to educate and empower our clients to make wise financial decisions. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at hfmadvisors.com. The Dollar Wise Podcast is presented by HFM Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor firm. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer for sale or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. All investments involve risk and are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendation appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.